0: Welcome to Vicarious Living. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Special guest this week as we get into our new TV show. Very excited about it. Special guest though, tonight, Anna from HR. What's up? Intro fresh music. Of Here we go. <laughs> third time guest and the wife of this podcast host lucky me (laughs) third time on the podcast and every time it's been a begrudgingly come on visit correct
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, anything for the pod though it's what supports the family
0: Yeah, we just do this. We financially need to have a podcast because the lifestyle that we have grown accustomed to because of the celebrity and fame of this podcast, you got to keep the lights on, got to keep paying the bills. Um, Let's let's just get yourself comfortable. Let's talk about our day yesterday. What did we do yesterday?
1: Yesterday, our uh, dog Maxwell had a anal gland problem. So yeah. had to go to the vet and that vet experience was the worst.
0: Yeah. Quarantine ruining our lives. Uh, you couldn't go into the lobby for the vet and our dog had an exploded butthole and we couldn't even, we had to wait an hour and a half in the vet parking lot to be able to like get his butthole under control.
1: <laughs> I think in technical terms, you mean his anal glands needed to be expressed.
0: Yep. Yeah, that was a uh, hundred
1: and forty bucks later
0: we're all good and, yeah 140 bucks later his anal glands have been expressed his butthole is under control but when you look at it from behind it looks like a bomb went off yeah feel bad
1: for that little guy
0: anyways housekeeping on tonight's pod gmail vicariouslivingpod at gmail.com and the instagram vicarious living podcast on the gram go there for all of our swag situations and get into our Gmail like Lindell, our global listener. How'd you feel when you heard that email from Lindell from Australia?
1: That was pretty awesome because that was one of your your main goals when starting a podcast and the fact that she was from Australia was even cooler.
0: Yeah, she uh, kind of catapulted herself into the number one female in my life spot with that email. Sorry.
1: I also liked that she was 41. (laughs) (laughs) No, we don't know that. I'm pretty sure she said she was 41. She just
0: said she was a middle-aged lady.
1: So 41. 41,
0: 42, yeah, that's where I put my guess at her age. We we were talking about uh when I was playing poker, uh virtual poker with my friends this week that ever like half the people that heard me tell that story just assumed that one of our friends made that email, created an email address, sent it as like under the name of some lady Lindell and just said they were from Australia. No,
1: no, it was no. a very genuine email. There's it, no
0: it was, it um, was. Anyways, what's the show that we are doing tonight on the podcast?
1: Gossip Girl.
0: That is the new one we're diving into. I'm excited. We've taken like a two month hiatus, movie hiatus on this pod. So I'm excited to get back to our bread and butter.
1: Do you mean TV hiatus? You said movie hiatus.
0: Oh yeah, I meant like we took a hiatus while we and did movies. So yes. we were doing movies while like taking a break from TV shows. But now we're back onto the small screen with the teens where we like to be. I'm refreshed. I'm getting back to my teen roots. It feels right. It feels good. So now let's get into the show we watched first episode pilot last night. Couple things. One, this show. Co-created by none other than the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Josh Schwartz.
1: Am I supposed to know who that is? Yes. <laughs> what other stuff did he do?
0: Uh, he did what was the inspiration for this entire podcast. The he? Yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. He's
0: the creator of The O.C., soul creator, and he's the co-creator of Gossip Girl.
1: Did he create anything else or co-produce or anything?
0: Yeah, he's got some other stuff that actually I was looking I was looking at because, you know, we've gone through pretty much like every show on TV in this quarantine. I'm look, always looking for new inspiration. He's got a couple out that started in 2019 that looked decent. Like right in my wheelhouse on like on the CW. I think one is Nancy Drew and then another one Hmm. is um, a teen show. Fuck, I forget what it's called, but it looked decent.
1: Okay. It seemed like Gossip Girl was a lot different, though, than the OC, like a little more mature. And I personally think better
0: actors. Well, it's not hard to have better actors than the OC, but. I felt like that Gossip Girl was actually very similar to the OC, but it was kind of like the OC went East, East Coast. Yeah. With a vibe of like someone's watching that. I think that's the main difference from the OC mm -hmm. is like there's like a vibe that you're being like Big Brother watched over in Gossip Girl.
1: That part reminded me a lot of Pretty Little Liars.
0: Yeah. And Riverdale kind of too.
1: Yeah, I wasn't big on Riverdale.
0: Riverdale more with the uh, just like the mystery. Like there's some mystery in Gossip Girl of like what the fuck is going on in this Mm -hmm. town. But yeah, Josh Schwartz created it. Um, Quick plot of this. It's uh, it's simple. Privileged teens living in Upper East Side of New York can hide no secrets from the ruthless blogger who is always watching. That's the tagline for the show. So, it essentially is a core four or five of teens, a couple guys, couple gals, and then a bunch of tertiary characters like the parents yeah. and younger siblings and all that, and they just run amok within each other, and there's always someone watching and blogging about it. And last point, this is 2007, so it's like right before Twitter. And so it's a weird, like, pre-Twitter world.
1: It's almost like a blog scenario where people are, like, logging into this blog to get all the latest gossip. I'm trying to remember what the technologies were at that point in time. Like, because 2007 was when I graduated high school. Like, obviously, there were text messages.
0: There were. It was, like, But were flip there, like, phones.
1: notifications? No.
0: No, it, it was flip phones.
1: Or sidekicks, right?
0: That's why I think they were kind of showing in Gossip Girl, someone would see the blog post on their computer and then fire off Text all these out. texts, yeah. and, and then like there was a Matt, like all these people were texting each other, like look at Gossip Girl. That next makes thing.
1: that makes more sense.
0: Yeah. So again, just like pre Twitter, where you could just go on your phone, it was kind of showing the world that we were about to get in like two years after this. Yeah. Okay you want some fun facts love it do you Let's love do fun it. facts
1: love fun facts
0: one fun fact one this is actually based on a best-selling novel entitled gossip girl by Cicely von Zieg mm-hmm. Zigasar.
1: yeah Zigasar. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a real person
0: yeah so um actually Tom uh Tom H's wife Lauren now H Said that she's actually read all the books I was trying to get her on the pod the other night She wasn't having it
1: How many books are there?
0: I don't know I did no research on it
1: How many seasons are there on Gossip Girl?
0: Six seasons
1: Six? So that would essentially maybe be like six or seven books
0: Yeah Hey Lauren H If you're ever listening uh, Would love to get you on the pod to talk Gossip Girl And answer that question for us
1: Yeah because I was not a Gossip Girl person So this is the first time around And I'm liking it I'm liking it so far
0: Yeah, we watched, what, three, four episodes last night? Yeah, I I, thought it was pretty good. The Honestly, the pilot didn't deliver like some of the other pilots, like the OC pilot knocks you off your feet. I don't feel like this one did that.
1: I almost like the second episode better.
0: I think, yeah, I think I like the second and third episodes better.
1: The hair was more on point as well.
0: Yeah, Yeah, do you just want to get into their hair? Describe some of the hairs.
1: The hairs, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Describe some of the hairs going going well, around.
1: Well, so the ladies' hair, Blair and Serena, both of their hair was on point, but I would say the guys were uh, were pretty bad. All of the guy hairdos were just a little. I don't know if it was they weren't good for the camera, and in real life they looked okay, but they just looked very not put together, and just made them look so much less hot.
0: Mm, yeah. And by the way, all these were solved after the pilot, like going into episode two, it was as if they got notes from focus groups and they were like, uh, what the fuck's going on with this guy's hair? This guy's hair and this guy's hair.
1: Chuck's hair was the worst.
0: So, yeah, Chuck's hair. Well, to go back, Dan's hair, the main guy, he just has a full buzz. But then he has his his buzz to sideburn combo is horrendous. If you're going to have a buzz. You can't have sideburns that go below your ears. Yeah,
1: it just looked awkward.
0: You can't do that. If you have a buzz, totally cool. But you got to bring the sideburns up to like the midway point on your ear.
1: And I've decided that he is he is by far the hottest, in my opinion.
0: Okay, so hold on on that because we'll get into his hotness when we get into him specific. Staying on hair, though. You mentioned Chuck's hair.
1: Yeah, he looked like he was white trash, which didn't make any sense because hes he's so rich. So it doesn't make any sense that he has a white trash haircut.
0: Yep. Didn't make any sense at all. And then Nate's hair was also kind of Luke Ward-esque from the OC.
1: Yeah. It wasn't as bad, but it it needed a little bit of a trimming and just shaping.
0: It was getting dangerously close to a mullet.
1: Yeah. It was a little and, too long.
0: And again, these are all in the pilot. Like, they got feedback. And going into episode two, there was some course corrections with the hairs. hmm mm-hmm. um, Okay. Second fun fact. Kristen Bell is actually the Gossip Girl voiceover narrator that's in every single episode, all six seasons.
1: That's crazy. I didn't even recognize that voice. I feel like I should have.
0: Yep. Yep, yep. She never actually showed her face in an episode until I think I read in the finale she showed up at the very end, final episode. They put her in as like just some... Extra. yeah, Yeah, innocuous character. Um. Third fun fact, every Gossip Girl episode title is wordplay of a movie or TV show. So I think back to like what One Tree Hill did was every single episode title was a play on a song. Mm -hmm. This show did it where they did it on movies or TV shows. So I'll list some of them.
1: Yeah, give me an example.
0: Seventeen Candles, School Lies... This one was just funny. Blair Bitch Project, <laughs> Dark Knight, There Might Be Blood, Oh Brother, Where Bart Thou, You've Got Yale, The Hurt Locket, Empire Strikes Jack.
1: Why do you think they did that? Just for fun? Yeah. Just for shits and giggles.
0: Shits and gigs. I kind of yeah. like that idea. That's I mean, cool. I do that on some of our podcast episodes yeah make him like wordplay
1: yeah no i like wordplay titles <laughs> you I think love it's funny. wordplay
0: <laughs> <laughs> you love sexual wordplay I don't do. you yep um fourth fun fact i don't even know what that means sexual wordplay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i just went along with it i wasn't quite sure where, where we were going but
0: um fourth fun fact this one got me so excited at the thought impossibility of this there was a failed spin-off of this show and they uh, created a pilot for it and it never got picked up but in the spin-off it goes back in time and it shows like the life of Serena's mom Lily
1: mm-hmm.
0: when she was growing up cuz you know she clearly we've seen the first couple episodes, has some baggage with Dan's dad, Rufus.
1: Yeah, and I want to know more. I want to know more about what's going on there.
0: Yeah, so there was a spinoff that was essentially on her life growing up, and um, she was going to be played by Brittany Snow. It also... Oh, this was what made it fun. It was also going to contain younger versions of characters from the OC. Hmm. So, like, maybe a Kirsten Cohen or a Sandy Cohen...
1: How are they going to integrate that? Uh,
0: That's an easy integration. Just
1: like cousins with someone or something?
0: Yeah, it's like, hey, you know what? These kids from California, Sandy Cohen and Kirsten Cohen, they're all going to go to boarding school on the East Coast. So they all go to the same boarding school in New York. Boom.
1: So did they end up doing the pilot?
0: Yeah, they did. And it was also uh, Josh Schwartz. Was the producer of it in, uh, Of linking these two worlds But yeah they did a pilot And, a, and all they saw was that it, it failed miserably it Didn't oh,
1: work That's disappointing It sa- it had good um, substance I
0: wonder what that show would be called The OC Gossip The OC The OCG
1: OCG sounds good
0: The OCGG
1: Yeah OCGG <laughs> Yeah That's probably what it was called
0: <laughs> The OCG
1: The more times you say it, doesn't mean it gets better.
0: (laughs) Last one fact, Georgina Sparks, who we did not get to yet. um, She plays kind of like a bitch, evil character. Misha Barton was originally cast to play that character.
1: Thank God she didn't get it.
0: She did not. um, I think she, she did get it. She just turned, eventually said no.
1: What an idiot. But good thing she wasn't.
0: I mean, that was that would have been coming right off the OC because she left the OC in 2005. So this show is 2007. So it would have been weird to go right off of a smash teen hit and go right into the next one. Because the reason she left the OC was because she was done playing teen characters. Like she was over it. That's why they had her kill her off. Yeah. So it would have been weird, but...
1: Well, and she's a horrible actress, so I'm really glad that... I do not think she would have been able to play that character.
0: Yeah. It, it, well, I could have seen her playing a bitch, because she says she is, but yeah. It would have been weird.
1: I think this a- actress, you said Regina Sparks? No. <laughs> What's her name?
0: Georgina Sparks. Georgina Sparks. I think Michelle I'm Trachtenberg. I'm thinking of Regina
1: George, another, yeah. another bitch character.
0: Michelle Trachtenberg plays her. Anyways, um, yeah, that's it on Fun Facts. You want to get into these characters fully?
1: Yep. Let's do it.
0: Serena Vanderwoodson. Blake Lively.
1: Just sounds rich.
0: Uh, first thing, casting what if Jennifer Lawrence auditioned for this role? Hmm. Jennifer Lawrence in 2007 wasn't really famous at all. Mm-mm. She didn't get famous until um, she did that movie Winner's Bone in 2010. that's that was where, a good movie. Yeah, that movie's fucked up.
1: It's fucked up, but it's good. The only the only other person that I could see playing that would be Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. I just feel like Jennifer Lawrence is too, like, girl next door.
0: Yeah. You need to be hotter. Yeah. That wouldn't have worked. Yeah. You need to be hotter. Because Serena is... And we'll get into the hotness thing, because Blake Lively, I've had a whole thing on her not being hot. <laughs> well, not... Okay. I'll clarify it in a sec. But um
1: haven't you said this on the podcast quite a few times
0: yeah that's why i want to get into it with a lady perspective but yeah jennifer lawrence wouldn't work she's too much girl next door but yes nominated for an oscar in 2010 winner's bone that's when she got famous and then blew in hunger games in 2012 blew up
1: Mm -hmm.
0: beyond belief so at that point God, she was just way too big for a show like this. And they cast Serena, because uh, Blake Lively, because they liked that she was more of an unknown.
1: Yeah, I guess at that point she would have been an unknown. She was in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Was that before?
0: Yeah, that's the only thing she had done before. That was 2005. Yeah. And she had never acted before that movie. And I heard that in her audition for Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. She didn't know how it worked. And she just like walked in, handed him, uh, the casting director, a photo of herself, like a headshot, and then just left. Like she didn't know you're supposed to stay.
1: That's where hot gets you, is if you're hot enough, you can be an idiot and not know what's going on and still get the part.
0: Yeah. Just get whatever (laughs) you fucking want in life. That's a good point. Hot people get away with everything. I love it. I love it. I love that that's just like the natural way the world works. It's Mm -hmm. unfair as fuck. And it hurts me a lot of the time, <laughs> but I like that it exists.
1: But at least with the older ladies, it doesn't hurt you.
0: Yeah, good point. Older ladies do love me.
1: I don't know why. Maybe he looks like a 1940s welder sometimes, and that just <laughs>
0: gets, I remind gets the
1: older lady socks off. We're not talking like 40s, 50s. We're talking like no. 70s, 80s ladies. Really like Brian.
0: Yeah, 40-year-olds, yeah, that's too young. I like them much, much older. (laughs) 80s. 80s is my wheelhouse because I think I remind them of a 50s guy.
1: We had a, uh, when we studied abroad in London, we had a teacher together. (laughs) And I never understood why she hated me because I always thought that her and I had a pretty good relationship and it's not like I was a horrible student. But then one day I saw her put her hand on Brian's bicep and like started talking to him. And I was like, sexually, I get it. She knows that we're dating and she feels threatened. Yeah, you were a threat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Direct threat. But it all
1: it all made sense at that point. It all made sense.
0: Yeah. It's weird that you didn't you didn't think that she was into me when she stuck her hand down my pants inappropriately. That's weird that it took you seeing like just her hand on my shoulder.
1: When, when did that happen?
0: That's what I'm saying. It happened before when she stuck her hand down my pants when she was mid-teach. teach
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe she just, you know, you would drop something or she dropped something and, you know, I, that can happen sometimes. But yeah.
0: Yeah. She gives great hand jobs. So great hand jobs for an older lady. Love it. Um, okay. Blake Lively. Let's talk about, is she attractive? I want to clarify. Yes, I know she's a 10 out of 10. I understand that in a vacuum, Blake Lively is as hot and attractive as it gets for human beings. But I'm not into it. It Does nothing for me. She does nothing for me. The combination of her fake boobs, it looks like she may have gotten some plastic surgery on her face, like with her lips. And it's just like, I, I don't know. There's just something that's not clicking for me. I don't think she has any X factor and I'm a big like girl next door X factor kind of guy. Plus I, I tend to skew a little more brunette than blonde. So for all these reasons, she's just not my jam.
1: And she's more of like a traditional, like American girl where I feel like you like a tinge of Asian or ethnicity or something in, in your ladies.
0: Yes, I agree. Yeah, she's all American. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I personally think she's beautiful, but I can see where you're coming from.
0: But she- my, my point was, I think ladies think she's more attractive even than guys. Like, I know most guys think that she's unreal, but I think girls actually think she's more unreal than guys even do. Yeah,
1: yeah, I could see that.
0: And my point has been more on the in the realm of like, I think she crushes like makeup in her hair. Yeah, And ladies it's- love that
1: especially in gossip girl just the the character that she was playing she had amazing clothes her hair was always done up she had amazing makeup that that definitely probably like pushed her at least on the girl side to just be better
0: yeah it it gives her added points that i don't think dudes are clocking as much that's why she ranks a little higher with ladies than males um just talking about her career though So she did, we talked about Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, 05, but she's done so much garbage. She did uh, that movie Savages that we've made fun of on this podcast a lot where it's just her, Tim Riggins, and the guy from uh, Kick-Ass who are just having three ways all the time and everyone's cool with it.
1: I don't think I ever saw that.
0: No. And then um, she did, oh, Green Lantern. That's where she met my shoe brother.
1: Yeah. And aren't they married now?
0: Yeah. Three kids. Three daughters. Yeah. Totally married. And then she did that movie. We saw that, uh, The Shallows, where she was just by herself the whole time trying to escape a shark.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if I saw that.
0: Yeah. We've watched it. Yeah. She she got bit by a shark and then she was on a little island and could see the shore and swim back to shore, but the shark oh, was just yeah. always circling. I, yeah, that
1: was, that was such a suspenseful movie. That's probably why I put it out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Because it was so suspenseful the whole time.
0: Yeah. God. Um. Last fun fact on her, dated Dan Humphrey from the show, Penn Badgley, in real life. 2007, when the show started, to 2010 before oh, she wow. met ryan reynolds
1: wonder what happened there
0: well she stepped up you got a chance to date my shoe brother
1: was you said that was right after yeah oh okay so that makes sense
0: yeah i mean reynolds versus Penn badgley that's not even a contest dan versus
1: i think they're both attractive but yeah no ryan reynolds is the better choice it's my brother your shoe brother. I know yeah. you say it every time his name comes up. So, yeah,
0: I'm, o- I'm always going to side with my shoe brother. Um, <laughs> next main character. Let's just go to him. Dan Humphrey Penn Badgley. He's a poor.
1: He's a peasant. <laughs> He's a peasant. However, if you see the apartment that he lives in, it's massive. And that's totally an apartment that would cost so much money. If you lived in New York, because it is so massive. Yes, it is a more rundown, urban-looking type of apartment, but it fits him, his sister, and his dad. They all have separate bedrooms. Like it's massive.
0: Yeah, that that was a nit to pick with um, how they showcase how that he's poor is not with the square, the unrealistic square footage that he has in New York. It's that. It's uh untight, like it's not tidy and there's clutter everywhere. It kind of looks like an episode of hoarders a little bit. There but there's books like strewn all over the place. And there's a lot of cool things like instead of doors, he just has like this like garage door type thing. Yeah, where he in pulls it and, up with his arm. Yeah, so there's there's a bunch of like industrial cool decor in that. But the how they juxtapose it with the rich people is the rich people are like in victorian big vaulted ceilings uh marble everywhere stuff like that yeah so
1: i mean they were poor enough to where his dad couldn't afford necklaces he had to use shoelaces as necklaces
0: his dad <laughs> oh my god dan's dad in this fucking show he's he's like way too young the actor to play the, the dad
1: yeah I noticed that too he he looked a little younger to be a dad of a high school student
0: he was 38 in real life but I swear he looks like he's our age like he looks like he's 32 mm-hmm. and yeah so we we're just doing the math we're like when did he have Dan when he was fucking 14
1: <laughs> which is possible
0: Yeah, so anyways, he's a single dad and uh, he's raising Dan and his sister Jenny by himself. But um, so Dan, the only other thing I recognized him from was, well, he's in that show You on Netflix where I think he plays a serial Mm -hmm. killer. Yep. Um, Kind of very, uh, what was that one serial killer show? Dexter?
1: Dexter, yeah.
0: I think it's kind of like that. Um, But then also, hilariously, he is the not John Tucker love interest in the movie john tucker must die
1: oh interesting yeah what what um what year did that come out
0: john tucker must die yeah was that i want to say 2010 ish
1: okay so it was after like mid gossip girl
0: yeah i think let me look it up
1: i remember you really liking that movie but i what
0: yeah as a joke
1: as a joke sure (laughs)
0: <laughs> I do I want to do that movie on the pod so bad Because there is an egregious Egregious I think Zerb has already signed up for it There is an egregious Front flip dunk in the movie John Tucker Must Die <laughs> That just physically It, it defies it's impossible. physics <laughs> yeah. It can't physically happen Where you front flip in midair And do a dunk Unless you have a trampoline
1: Well maybe they did And it just wasn't in in the shot.
0: (laughs) Clearly they did. And it (laughs) wasn't in the shot. That movie, by the way, came out in 2006. So actually it was right before Gossip Girl. Okay. Okay. Here's the last thing on him that this was kind of interesting too. Dated Zoe Kravitz after Blake Lively. This is Zoe Kravitz right before she stepped up and went for Aquaman. Yes.
1: Yes. Definitely, definitely an upgrade.
0: So so interesting that fucking Dan is just—he's dating super hot females as like a stepping stone for them until they meet the awesome next thing.
1: Well, and and Blake Lively and Zoe Kravitz are so different.
0: Yeah, they are like opposite
1: ends of the spectrum. So he he must just not have a type or like all kind of girls. I don't know.
0: His type is female
1: yeah
0: (laughs) so goddamn i mean if you're replaced by ryan reynolds aka deadpool
1: little bit of a blow but could still like keep going and trying to find a girlfriend but
0: then you're replaced by aquaman
1: and you're just like all right might as well go kill myself (laughs) fuck me
0: huh i just go fuck myself huh yeah, I I wonder who he's with now. I I forget. I think it I think he it said he was married now, but who knows?
1: Clearly, it's not someone we know. So,
0: yeah, not someone. He he had to step down because the hot the hot chicks kept leaving him for something better. <laughs> um. Okay. Third main character: Blair Waldorf, aka Leighton Meester. Love that name.
1: You like the name Leighton? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. It's okay.
0: I love it. <laughs> Funnest fact about her, married to the one and only Seth Cohen.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: You didn't know that?
1: Actually, I think I did, but I didn't put two and two together that she was in Gossip Girl.
0: Yeah. Hashtag teen drama couple goals.
1: When did they start or when did they get married or start dating?
0: It says they've been together since 2010. So they've been together 10 years.
1: Interesting. Another OC Gossip Girl Collab.
0: Mm, yep. And now they have a kid, I think. Couple Named kids. Ryan.
1: <laughs> Is his name Ryan? <laughs>
0: Ryan Atwood. <laughs> Ryan Atwood Brody. <laughs> that's the boy. I love that. That's, a, that's probably the biggest teen drama power couple that we have to date
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. in this world. Because most of these characters dated like... People, cast members from their own show, like on this show, Dan dated Serena. Um, Chuck dated that. uh, You haven't met her yet, but Dan's like good friend growing up, Vanessa. He dated her in real life. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people date from Seth dated Summer Roberts in real life. First couple seasons. Mm -hmm. But to cross streams to a rival teen drama show. I mean, that'd be like Pacey getting together with Julie Taylor. Wow,
1: <laughs> quite a difference in age, <laughs> but you went there. <laughs>
0: yeah. wow. wow. Although he
1: Pacey did like the the older ladies, I guess.
0: No, no, he is older. Hmm. He's way older than Julie Taylor.
1: Oh, I was thinking of um, Marissa's mom on the
0: OC. Oh, Julie Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It could be the same though, it could be the same, like he got together with Julie Cooper, Nickel.
1: But I feel like Julie Taylor would make more sense, or uh, Julie Cooper would make more sense because he was more more into the older ladies.
0: Well, yeah, and by the time, I mean, Julie Cooper is probably the similar age to what Pacey would have then been, because his show came out in the 90s.
1: Oh yeah, I guess that's true.
0: So they're probably both around like their 30s in 03 when they were hooking up, hypothetically.
1: Hypothetical, yeah.
0: Blair, though. I love Blair. Uh, Blair, I think Blair is more attractive than Serena. This podcaster's opinion.
1: I think they're both very pretty in different ways.
0: If you had to pick.
1: Probably Blake Lively.
0: Let's do a fuck, Mary kill between Blake Lively, Leighton Meester, and... Jenny, the younger sister of Dan in this show. Fuck Mary Kill.
1: Well, I don't know. Blair right now is pretty bitchy. So, but I hear she gets better and they just made up. Her and Serena just made up in the most recent episode that we watched. Um, Jenny, I would definitely kill um, just because she's a nothing. <laughs> um, at least at this point in time. She's fine, but um, I would say probably. Fuck Blake Mary Blair.
0: Yeah. I think that's how you have to net out fuck Blake Lively Mary Blair because she's the best. And then Yeah, just kill Jenny. Fuck her.
1: I keep realizing that I'm using their actual names and then on some and then using Yeah.
0: <laughs> just going back and forth.
1: I would I would I would fuck Serena. Blake lively and I would marry Leighton Meester.
0: Yeah. And then, yeah, there's a couple other things. Who cares? Um, Just know, Blair's the best. I love Blair. Last one we're going to do in depth, Chuck Bass. Ed Westwick is his name. This guy is my favorite. It's funny. I've seen a couple seasons, but it was years ago. So I'm now going back and actually watching this show with a fine-tooth comb. But it's been at least 10 years since I've seen it. But in my head, in my recollection after seeing a couple seasons 10 years ago, was that Chuck was my favorite of everyone. But then just watching him in this pilot back. He's horrible. Oh, my God. He Super fat Yeah. Like, I think that with the hair was one of the biggest notes that came out after the pilot of like, look, uh, we get it. You want to make Chuck like the bad guy and stuff. But... You're going a little too far. Like the way to make him bad is have him be a little chauvinistic, have him like Just
1: more of like a womanizer, not a yeah. not a rape rapist.
0: A rape artist. A
1: rape artist. <laughs> yeah. But in my in my uh in my notes, I just have Chuck equals rape. That's yeah. all I have. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Chuck does equal rape, but
1: And his response when when they catch him like trying to get on <laughs> Jenny was it's a party. Things happen. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? And it happened twice in that one episode.
0: Yeah, just hold on that. We'll get into it specifically in the episode. I have I have a much, much deeper thoughts on, on the double rape attempt that Chuck committed <laughs> in the pilot episode. But yeah, I think the feedback coming out was like, one, hair. The hair needs to be kept under control, showrunners. And then two... Make Chuck bad, but don't make him like zero like have zero redeeming qualities. This guy's one of the top four characters in the show.
1: Yeah, you need to tone it down a little bit.
0: yeah. um, two fun facts on Chuck. These were just interesting things. One, the cW initially did not want Ed Westwick to play Chuck Bass, insisting that he quote, looked more like a serial killer than a romantic lead. <laughs> <laughs> which? Uh, he did. And Maybe he...
1: they were going off of that in the pilot, and then that's that's why they had to turn it down.
0: Yeah. Yep. Probably. Um, it's
1: those eyes. They just like they are super serial killer E eyes.
0: And the way he talks, he kind of has like a maniacal draw to his voice. Mm-hmm. He's British in real life, and I think in him trying to do an American accent, there's still just like some maniacal british stuff going on in that voice
1: yeah i would agree with that
0: last one fact on him ed westwick who like i mentioned is british modeled chuck bass's american accent on the character carlton banks from the fresh prince of bel-air
1: interesting i would not have picked up on that yeah at all
0: Like a highfalutin Carlton Banks. That's what he was trying to portray. Because Chuck is the rich guy. Like his dad owns a bunch of hotels in New York. And that his dad is actually real fucking evil. Bart Bass.
1: Yeah. You only get a little snippet in the pilot. But you mentioned that he's just like a horrible person.
0: He's real bad. Yeah. I think that's what they do to try and make you empathize with Chuck too. As the series goes on. As they show you how horrible his dad is. And then you're kind of like, oh man, now I can see where he gets it from.
1: He's horrible in like what sense? Chuck Bass? No, the dad. The
0: dad? Mm Mm-hmm. Super shady. Like he's super shady. Fucking people out of money and business all the time. Like just totally there's no other way to say it. Fucking people royally. Yeah. In a business sense. Uh just ruthless. Kind of like a Caleb Nickel Mm -hmm. vibe. Okay. Just the ultimate horrible white man rich white man old white man (laughs) he kind of
1: looks like caleb nickel too
0: yeah uh last thing in that this doesn't really matter to you because you hadn't seen vanessa yet but vanessa abrams in this show who's played by jessica zor oh you've seen her in shameless she's that uh lesbian who lived in fiona's apartment
1: the russian lady what Oh, who lived in Fiona's apartment?
0: When Fiona owned those apartments at the end oh, of Shameless, yeah. she was the lesbian cup. One of the lesbian... was she
1: the blonde or the brunette? The brunette. Okay.
0: The really attractive yeah, brunette. Yeah, she's pretty. Mm-hmm. She plays uh, Dan's best friend in this show. She hasn't been introduced yet. She dated Ed Westwick though in real life for a few years. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and she is she is so so attractive. That is more my speed. little ethnicity.
1: little twinge of ethnicity.
0: Tan, smoking blue eyes.
1: I have all of these attributes. <laughs> all of them.
0: Brunette. Yeah. Smoke show. Anyways, I just love seeing that because I'm like, yeah, I love Chuck Bass. So I'm so glad like in real life he was obviously with the hottest girl from this show. Love that. Quickly touch on small characters. these are very small, um, but I just want to get them out there so the kids are familiar with them one Nate Archibald he's Chuck's rich friend, kind of all American guy Nate he's dating Blair,
1: oh yeah, mm-hmm. he's
0: dating Blair Nate, but if you want to know who he is, he is the fish guy from the boys, yeah. He is. <laughs> in the show he is dating Blair and he had sex and cheated on Blair with Serena in the pilot other quick ones we already mentioned Vanessa we mentioned Dan's younger sister Jenny Dan's dad Rufus Serena's mom Lily and then Georgina Sparks who we haven't got to yet but she's just a bitch those oh and then Serena's brother Eric
1: Eric Mm -hmm.
0: Eric is like the biggest little bitch I've ever seen in my life
1: he looks like a little bitch, but I feel bad saying that knowing his storyline.
0: Yeah, his storyline sad, no doubt um, his storyline is he attempted suicide by slitting his wrists. And that's why Serena had to like come back from boarding school was because he attempted suicide. And now he's in a mental hospital. But I'm I'm talking specific, not the character in the show, not his story. I'm talking specifically the actor. Yeah, he looks in, like Aaron Carter. Looks like Aaron Carter, he he has frosted everything. Everything's frosted. I don't know, in 2007, I don't think people were still frosting things.
1: Well, and his hair was frosted, but usually you would envision like frosted tips. He just had like a shit ton of hair and all of it had highlights in it, just like willy-nilly.
0: That's what I'm saying. Frosted everything, not tips. Yeah. Frosted shaft. <laughs> frosted shaft not just frosted tip and he also reminds me if you've ever seen that movie disaster artist with james franco the movie the room has a younger brother who is played in disaster artist by josh hutcherson (laughs) that's exactly who this younger brother eric reminds me of is the guy in the movie the room the younger brother who's like jumping on the bed with james franco yeah. and stuff like mm-hmm. like uh wanting to wrestle <laughs> with, with his his brother at a way too old age yeah anyone who's seen the room or the I, disaster i, I could knows see i could about. see
1: that but i i don't know it's just a different dynamic because he is uh serena's brother
0: the thing that made no sense with with him as an actor too, is his height?
1: He's Ser- a little guy.
0: He's a tiny little dude. Serena is—I looked it up—five ten and a half. Blake, yeah, Lively. she's
1: really, she's really tall.
0: She's very tall for a female. Her mom, very tall and skinny, who they cast, Lily, mm-hmm. very tall and skinny. She's probably like five nine. So
1: he got the short end of the stick. <laughs> the dad, the dad was obviously like five two.
0: I. I believe we eventually meet who her dad is, but I can't remember who who it is. But yeah, unless their dad comes in when we meet him and he's like five one, I am gonna my confusion is just gonna be through the roof. It makes no sense when you look at this family tree, everyone's tall, lanky and skinny, and then you have the younger brother who's topping out at the Daniel Radcliffe height of five two and a half.
1: How old is the brother supposed to be at this point? Thirteen ish
0: ish but it's clear So maybe
1: he hasn't had his growth spurt yet
0: no but in real life you can tell that actor is like a man child little boy and he's like fucking probably 27 playing a 13 year old Mm -hmm. but he's he's topping out at five two and a half i wonder
1: how how old he actually is all right i feel like you've looked it up before i'm gonna go with 24
0: 17
1: oh okay (laughs) Well, definitely probably hit puberty already.
0: Yeah, he was done. He was done in real life. Like he was fully formed.
1: Yeah, fully formed.
0: <laughs> he was fully formed. Anyways, my I'm not shitting on him just being a tiny dude. I'm shitting on the fact of the casting. Like, again, like a Harry Potter. Why are you casting Radcliffe? That's more my issue. Don't cast him. To play a brother in a, a family that has an average height, including the females, of 5'10".
1: It was the Frosted Tips.
0: And the Frosted Tips are just...
1: No, it's what it's what got them to, to cast him.
0: I know. That was his big sell. Anyways, okay. Should we now transition into the pilot and fully break down this first episode of GG Mm-hmm. Double Let's G. Let's do it. Let's play a clip introducing Serena to the audience, first clip of the entire show, setting the stage for everything, here it is Hey Upper East Siders Gossip Girl here, and I have the biggest news ever One of my many sources, Melanie 91, sends us this Spotted at Grand Central Bags in hand, Serena Vanderwoodson, was it only a year ago our it girl mysteriously disappeared for quote boarding school, and just as suddenly she's back, don't believe me? see for yourselves lucky for us melanie 91 sent proof thanks for the photo mel right off the bat we're introduced to lived here in new york she was the most popular girl in school and they sent her away to boarding school for like a year Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and she came back and you get a taste of gossip girl's presence this like presence of someone watching over and blogging about everything going on in this New York City with teens and she comes back to Grand Central Station and like it's headline news like Serena's back fuck
1: yeah why is she back why did she leave no one knows
0: no one knows the mystery why she left why she's back Uh, we find out there's the main reason why she left is because she had some sexual relations, some blacked out, drunken sexual relations with the boyfriend of Blair.
1: Which, don't you think that's a little dramatic to just, yes, that was a horrible thing that she did, but did that really warrant her to just peace out and go to a boarding school and like not talk to anybody about it? Like, I just feel like that was such a cop out.
0: Yeah, and she wasn't even the cheater in that scenario. I mean, yes. So this gets back to the debate, the the, the age-old debate of who's more to blame in this situation, in this cheating situation. I blame Nate be- more because he was dating Blair and cheating on Blair.
1: And B- Blair very easily was like, she was pissed in the beginning, but then she forgave him pretty fast.
0: Yeah, Blair, Blair clearly has like some self-esteem issues and she derives a lot of her value as an individual on who the man is in her life and who she's dating. And if she is single, she like feels no Mm self-worth. So she just even when guys are shitting on her and Nate's cheating on her and stuff, she still just takes him back. Yep. So that she can feel like valuable. But, yeah, I blame Nate as the cheater more than Serena just being a bad friend. But that's not to say I don't blame Serena for being a bad friend.
1: Yeah, they were both in the wrong there.
0: So that, yeah, that was why she left. Um, I think she came back, though, because there was some stuff with her brother, obviously. Yeah. She wanted to come back to support him, trying to get over, like, his mental issues. I, the the only thing I'll say that was interesting on the Serena Blair dynamic is you get a real taste early on about their relationship that Serena was the top dog and Blair was kind of like the, the Robin to her Batman.
1: Yeah. And then when she left, Blair took over for Serena in that
0: spot. Yeah. In that top, top dog Batman spot. Mm-hmm. And when she comes back, Blair doesn't. Now she's gotten like a taste of being the most powerful hot bitch in school. And she doesn't really like that. Serena's back to take her throne.
1: Yeah, but I kind of like how Serena reacts to it. She's just kind of like, you can have it. I don't care. That's not what's important.
0: Yeah. Well, that just that was a clear show. It was a clear showcase of when you're when you have everything like Serena, you don't really care that you have it. But Mm -hmm. Blair wanted it and never had it.
1: And then when she finally got there, she didn't want it taken away.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, So there's just this dynamic of Blair is always jealous of Serena. You'll see that, I think, throughout the show, that whenever stuff is happening, it's kind of like, oh, guys are always leaving Blair and wanting Serena or dating Blair and secretly wishing that they were dating Serena. Which... I don't really know why. I feel like I would rather be with Blair, but it's just what's going on.
1: I mean, just solely based on what I know in terms of their personalities, they're both super hot. But in terms of their personalities, I would much rather be dating um, Serena.
0: Well, yeah, on their personalities. Looks wise, I would I would default to more of the girl next door look like a Blair, like we already talked about. But yeah. On personality, I think Serena's actually cooler than Blair. Blair's Mm -hmm. kind of a bitch.
1: And so that might be why dudes flock to her. I mean, she's hot, plus she has a good personality.
0: Blair reminds me a lot of, honestly, Brooke Davis from One Tree Hill. There's a lot of similarities between Blair and Brooke Davis. Brunette, kind of second in command. 'Cause in, in Montreal Hill, Peyton would be the main lead bitch. Yep. And Brooke Davis is always kinda trying to make a name for herself in that second dog spot. Mm-hmm. And bitch too.
1: Yeah, I I don't I think she's a little bit more of a bitch.
0: Brooke is, yeah. Just outright. Yeah, but Brooke is definitely more of a bitch. Has a, a much hotter voice too. But <laughs> so they're beefing They have beef, Blair and Serena. Obviously, we already discussed Blair hates Serena because she knows that Serena had sex with her man. Also, she's mad at Serena because Serena just left without saying goodbye when she did leave.
1: Yeah, and didn't call her at any point.
0: Yeah. So they have some drama going on between them. Um, So let's just go to Chuck and... To get into Chuck, we need a little music.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is Let's Go to the Kiss on the Lips party music party that they throw at the end of the pilot episode big blowout birthday bash Chuck Bass is on a different level at this party
1: mhm super horny
0: so horny looking for
1: fresh meat
0: so yeah so horny looking for any fresh meat with a pulse he settles on Dan's 15 or 14 year old younger sister Jenny as his next victim. Let's rewind though. Rewind for a quick sec to set the stage on Chuck. Like we were talking about in this pilot, he is gotten like the worst edit of all time. Mm-hmm. And earlier in this pilot, he attempted rape on Serena. Yep. He got she got blacked out drunk one night at his dad's hotel. He took her down into the kitchen and like hooked her up with some food and then had all the cooks leave the kitchen in the hotel and then essentially just proceeded to attempt full-on rape.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Now, fast forward to the party, Chuck is like, I'm going to go for double rape attempts and try and now hook up with, not only am I going to rape, but I'm going to do some statutory rape and try and hook up with Dan's younger sister. He's
1: one-upping himself.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I want to say that there's no one else I, I could physically give the MCITW two in this pilot episode than a Chuck Bass.
1: Yeah, he, he definitely takes it by a landslide.
0: That is the MCITW, and it is brought to you by Wicklow Wear. W-I-C-K-L-O-W Wear. Be fair and explore. Get all your outdoor gear at Wicklowwear.com. Type the promo code VIAL. Check out. Get 10% off of your order. $30 on the baseball tees, $20 on tanks, $40 on the hooded sweatshirts. Get at us on the gram. Slide into our DMs with either a dick pic or a request for a swag, and you will get said swag. I will say I hate doing this more than anything because, as I mentioned, I Love Chuck. He is my favorite character by the end of this series or by the even the midway point of season one. He is the most dynamic and my favorite character. But goddamn, in the pilot episode that we're doing on this podcast. It's tough. Yeah. Tough. love. And
1: that that's I, I've heard from anybody who loves this series and loves this um, TV show that he is the best. And at least the episodes that I've seen and with this pilot, I'm not really liking Chuck right now.
0: No. <laughs> his hair sucked. His hair was like real creepy vibes. He, The way he dresses. I mean, they have him in this pilot. He's double popping collars.
1: He's always got his collar popped. Always.
0: He was wearing an outfit in one scene where he had a blazer on and then a full button down shirt under the blazer. That makes sense. But then... As an undershirt under the button-down, a popped-collar golf polo, yellow. Mm -hmm. So he had a yellow popped-collar golf polo under a pink full-button-down shirt with the collar not popped. That
1: must have been a really hot, sweaty situation.
0: Oh, my God. Totally.
1: Unless if it was a dickie, like what you wear sometimes.
0: Oh, yeah. By the way, can I just say on dickies? The best purchase I've ever made in my entire life, and this is a real underrated purchase. This is, go out, kids. Kids, tip for you kids. Why wear a full, long-sleeve button-down, collared button-down under a sweater? That's hot. I mean, they already did this with turtlenecks, making mock turtlenecks. Why have to wear, you know, when you want to get your turtle game going, why do you have to to wear the full, like be super hot while you do it? Why can't your neck be warm? The same warm levels as the rest of your body.
1: Problem resolved.
0: Problem resolved. Mock turtleneck. That guy crushing inventions. I felt the same thing about button downs. Mm -hmm. So I went on Amazon Turns out they're not as prevalent as I thought they would be. There was only like one little... Actually, no. When I first got it, it wasn't even on Amazon. I had to go on Etsy to buy one. And it literally it's looked weird. like someone just cut. So did. <laughs> they just...
1: Cut the cut these old like t-shirts that nobody wanted and just cut them into dickies.
0: Yeah. But I, I got to say, it's like the best purchase I ever had. Now, whenever I wear a sweater... I don't wear... I'm not super hot underneath. with, and, and it's uncomfortable. The long sleeve shit under the sweater, it's uncomfortable all on your arms and everything. You
1: gifted them to your brother.
0: Yeah, my brother.
1: Usually I have to do all the gift buying and thinking of. But that was one thing that you were like, oh, got to get them these. They're awesome.
0: Yeah. My brother, Pat. Pat W. Wicklowware entrepreneur and business partner of this podcast he now owns like three or four Dickies, loves them, wears them all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know it'd be cool, Mag D, I know you're listening. Tell your other half, Pat W. Fucking throw some Wicklow logos on that Dickie.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I would. I would buy the shit. Out where would
1: Where would they put the logo
0: on the Dickie?
1: But like where to where you could see it, just on the side of the like the either collar?
0: either the side of the collar, <laughs> or just do it like on on the uh, breast, like on the nipple, on the part of the dicky, like just before it cuts off.
1: But then you wouldn't see that.
0: Yeah, I mean. Okay. 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 Yeah, you wouldn't until you took uh, your until you were off. just wearing the dicky. <laughs> yeah, Mag D, um I would pay a very pretty penny. For a Wicklow logo on a dickie. Get on that, please. Just tell me the cost. I'll pay it. I would not. Um, So back to Chuck. He's not wearing a dickie. He's wearing a full button down. Probably sweaty as shit under that blazer with Mm -hmm. a collared shirt also underneath that. He goes for rape number two at this kiss on the lips party with a 14-year-old. And Chuck his his rape attempts, they're not even like, hey, I was just kind of getting fresh with the lady. She was giving me some like, oh, no, I don't really want to do. He was getting hard nose. Yeah. Like very hard, hard nose with like hard knee to the groins and still just trying <laughs> to, to the rape. Groin. Knee to the groin. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, dude, Chuck, like, I think it's pretty obvious she's not feeling this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? It's a party. Things happen.
0: Hey, things happen at parties. So with that, Chuck, all that said, be free and explore. Brought to you by Wicklow Get fucked, Chuck. That's the last one I'm ever going to give to Chuck. I, I didn't like doing it. That was the hardest MCITW to give that I've ever done on this podcast. Hardest by far. And I'll never do it again. But there was no other option. Episode ends where should we talk about Dan and Serena for a sec? Yeah. So even though he's a poor and she's a rich, they somehow get set up where they go on like a date.
1: It They happen or he happened to be at the bar because Jenny had mentioned that she goes there a lot and drinks. So he was trying to be seen by her and hoping to get a a conversation going. But that was he actually ran into her. as She was running away from the Chuck
0: rape. Correct. And
1: dropped her phone. And then they she tried to get out of a, an event that her mom wanted her to go to by saying that she had plans with him already.
0: Yeah. So she goes on a date and now we get the number one, the Ryan and Marissa power couple in this TV show. It looks like it's going to be Dan and Serena mm-hmm. as classic. Guy from the wrong side of the tracks, girl from the right side of the tracks. It's There's tons of taboo on this relationship. She's way out of his league. Yada, yada, yada. She also has a very Marissa Cooper vibe to her. Like you can tell there's going to be some teen angst going on with Serena.
1: Do we ever find out who Dan's mom is?
0: I think so eventually. Can't remember though. Okay. Serena though, do you get that with the Marissa vibes? She gets blacked out a lot. She like drinks her worries away.
1: Yeah, she, she can't handle, clearly, because she went to boarding school because of that whole scenario. She can't handle bad things happening in her life. So she drowns it with alcohol or does stupid things. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of see that. But I just like her a lot more than Marissa Cooper.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, she's more likable than Marissa, but... I, I do think there's a lot of similarities between Dan and Ryan and then Serena and Marissa. Yeah. Dan being from the the poor guy from the other side of the tracks and coming back and he even at the end of this, he's getting texts from his sister Jenny at this party that like Chuck is getting handsy. Handsy and mm-hmm. full body y and he shows up on the roof where Chuck's trying to do rape number two in the pilot and ate some ass mm-hmm. he punches the shit out of chuck yeah and then you get a taste of like oh man dan like these rich kids are gonna fucking hate him
1: yeah i think that's the vibe i was getting to that they're just not gonna like him very much
0: but dan does the right thing always he's like a good 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 dude he always does the right thing and would we say that i know serena is probably the main character but will we say dan's number two
1: um I mean I would probably say that Blair's number 2. Yeah. But he's he's very close. I would say cuz he's got his whole storyline. You you meet all of his family members. I mean, I'd say he's
0: That's why I think at the same level. I think Blair gets there, but right now she doesn't. But later on they develop Blair's like mom a lot and they develop the relationship with her mom and all this and they fully blow her out. But I think early on it was yeah dan and serena and because to your point they you see dan's whole family you see serena's whole family you haven't really seen much else going on with blair chuck nate i mean a little bit with their like one parent but not much yeah um yeah so anyways uh i think that was it i think that that covers because that's how the pilot ends is dan punches out chuck unless you had anything else
1: The one thing that I did want to cover, and I went to public school. You obviously went to private school. Yeah. These teens and gossip girl go to a private school. Is that what it was like?
0: At the private school?
1: At the private school? You were just going around to parties every weekend in limos and drinking when you're like 16 years old?
0: No, they blow that up on steroids like they always do. They're
1: drinking martinis, too. Like, I didn't start liking martinis until like two years ago.
0: Yeah. I mean... I went to a private school, though, in Cincinnati, Ohio, not Manhattan. So, yes, I'm closer to that world versus you going to a public school in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still not very close.
1: I'm pretty sure I was probably closer to that lifestyle. Yeah, anymore. and
0: you probably <laughs> might have even been closer. But uh, I, the only thing I can relate to with these Upper East Side uh, Manhattan teens in private school there is the fact that they had to wear uniforms to school because yeah, I had to wear uniforms. I, I can't relate. But the uniforms the girl and the girls in this show wear are like the most sexual uniforms of all time like super short skirts. Mm-hmm. Uh They have to wear ties loose loose ties. They wear blouses that you essentially just see all their cleavage. It's like it. When I was looking at their schoolgirl outfits, it looks like a sexual like um, schoolgirl outfit Spears. you would buy like on the internet. To Britney like,
1: Spears and Oops, I did it again.
0: Yeah, or baby, one more time. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. Take
1: that out, baby, one more time.
0: <laughs> it it is. It looks like that where you're like, this is the outfit that you and your wife would go buy to spice it up in the bedroom if you want your wife to wear a schoolgirl outfit.
1: Well, not me. I wear nurse's outfits.
0: (laughs) No, I don't want the kids to think that we've never actually done that.
1: We've never had sex.
0: We've never had sex. I don't know. Honestly, I I don't get into the role play thing either. I don't. I don't. I I was seeing that ladies have more of a role play. uh, I read this article and it was saying ladies have more of a role play fantasy than men do. Is that a true statement? Do you have role play <laughs> fantasies?
1: Um, Sometimes.
0: You want me to be like a, a fireman? Fireman Jack?
1: I would prefer construction worker.
0: Construction Jack?
1: Dirty construction worker.
0: Dirty construction worker? <laughs> what would I wear? Just a belt no, of no, tools? Just a belt of tools, <laughs> no pants, Timberland boots.
1: No boots. God.
0: <laughs> no, no, I'd I'd wear boots. You'd it's wear a boots. construction site. I don't want to step on a nail.
1: But you'd have to be you have to be like dirty.
0: Yeah. I'd go roll around in the mud out back. <laughs> yeah. I'd go to Home Depot, buy a tool belt cuz I don't own one. I'd buy a tool belt, put it on, take my pants down, put some Timberland boots on. Game on, kids.
1: I I like firemen too. Cop,
0: Fireman Jack.
1: Copper policeman, no thank you.
0: All right, so I guess I have some work to do. I need to go buy some some tools.
1: You do. A tool, <laughs> you need to buy a tool belt and a
0: fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> Sling that on my back. Uh, do you have an MVP? I didn't even prep mm. you with that. So just.
1: No, I I'm good.
0: T- who Who was your favorite? You've never seen the show. You've now it. seen it. Who did you like the most, and why?
1: It would probably be between Dan and Serena because I like Dan because he's smart and he's kind of like you, like you said, a kind of on the different side of the the tracks. He's not rich; he's more of a middle class. Um, I really liked him because he Yeah, like,
0: but first thought, he is he is middle class. Yeah, he's, he's not he's poor. Not,
1: but he's he's considered a poor because he goes to that private
0: school. I know.
1: Um so I don't know, he's kind of like the underdog that you want that you're always rooting for and you want to do well. Um, you know, especially with that whole Dartmouth thing. You wanted him to, to get it over Nate. But I also would say Serena because
0: Well, you gotta pick one.
1: I, I would probably pick Serena, but Dan would be a close second. Because okay. Serena, even though she comes in and is kind of the villain and everything, she just has a really good personality, and you know she she gives Dan a chance. She tries to make things better with Blair, which you see at the end. So I think she's got a good heart, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I always like in a character too.
0: Who is Dan's your most attractive male?
1: Yeah, I would say that's new, factoring every new haircut, Dan.
0: Yeah, Dan, uh, going into episode two, they grew his hair out a little bit. And they were like, dude, your buzz, your buzz to sideburn combo made no sense. Just looks wise, though. I know full package you would take, Dan, but just looks wise, who's the guy you go with? Him over Nate, even? Because I feel like Nate's more attractive Um, in a vacuum.
1: They're both very attractive. Chuck is not attractive in my eyes, at least at this point. Maybe he will be later, but uh, Nate's, Nate's attractive. I just, I like Dan's look better.
0: Okay. So you just want Dan to strap on the tool belt. Yep. Put some Timberland boots on, take his pants down. And that is your dream guy.
1: In Gossip Girl, yes. In life.
0: (laughs) Cool. I think we call it there. It's a good pod. I think that's a good initial podcast for the kids. I think what we're going to shoot for is maybe I was thinking just do season one on gossip girl. The last couple series we did the full series and that was just so much work because I would have to watch like two seasons every single week before the next pot. So I think we're just going to go back to what we were doing earlier where we just focus on one season, focus on season one when the show all started Um, probably do like, five or six pods on gossip girl and then maybe do a couple at first sprinkle a few movies in and then finish up the series
1: yeah that sounds good
0: but you know time it is kids time tonight for the podcast to end you to tuck on in and have a good night's sleep you have a very 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 good night's sleep kids thanks for listening along Thanks to Anna from HR for coming on and guest hosting this podcast. And, kids, we will tell you.
1: Clear eyes. What's the next line? Full hearts. Full hearts. Do, Do less, XOXO,
0: Gossip XOXO, XO. right. Gossip Girl. You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You know you found us when you find a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there, just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there, just not pictured.